It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The California Mama Bears have been forced out of hibernation. Fierce guardians of our future, Mama Bears fight for parents' rights, defense of the family, and God-given freedoms everywhere. You're listening to Mama Bears Radio with your host, the new normal, Kristen Hurley. And welcome to Mama Bears Radio. Kristen Hurley here on a stormy afternoon. Storm's blowing in. I'm super excited. Got a lot on the plate today as usual. What do we have today? We have the good, the bad, and the ugly. Not necessarily in that order, but we're going to have a little bit of each of those. I do have a quote of the day for everyone. This is just some dumb thing I saw on the internet, but it's it's funny right it's one of those road signs where you can insert your letters whatever it lights up from behind this one said heaven has strict immigration laws hell has open borders and I thought well you know (laughs) someone's creative I love the creative types around here that poke fun at all of us all right we have a busy day as usual because I'm constrained here come my complaints again constrained by time I only have an hour and I guys I have a such a problem I collect stuff during the week I know what I'm going to talk about in the case of later this afternoon I have guests here um I have all sorts of great stuff and then darn it Wednesday morning happens and I'm like reading the news and trying to catch up and going, oh, that'd be really cool to talk about. Oh, no, that's happening. Oh, I've got to say something about that. And like the day's daily disasters just somehow supersede all my careful planning. And then I wind up with just a pile of pile of papers. And here I go again, not enough time. So I'm going to make the most of my hour here. I'm going to talk about a couple of things. And then we're going to take an early one long break for all of my commercials and then move into uh, my guests who I will introduce. I'll tease just a little bit. We're going to talk biblical citizenship and there's an amazing course we all are going to take together. I say that. Um, I'm not kidding. Um, We're going to start in January, all of you and me, and we're going to learn a lot about the constitution and what it, what's, what does citizenship mean? Okay. But anyways, so, um, here I go with my pile. As promised, Mama Bears Radio. Oh, wait a minute. Let me let me back up. 
This is Mama Bears Radio. The website, mamabearsradio.com. You can find me there, mamabearsradio at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of me as I am going to make sure I say every single time I'm really grateful to have my advertisers helping bring you this program. And so as you hear about them throughout the hour, make sure you give them a shout out, call them up. Um, and let them know you heard them on Mama Bears. Let's support one another to bring my less than polished voice to the airwaves, but we're all trying. Anyways, Marxist culture wars. This is part of Mama Bears standard fare, right? Marxist, Marxists in the classroom and education. Medical sovereignty, one of my themes, we're going to touch on that today, right? I'm saying, what do I promise in general? Election integrity. This is all besides kind of the disasters of the day. And I think what I mean by that is there's there's World War Three going on that everybody else on the planet's talking about. And therefore, this is what I meant by Wednesdays, I get up and I'm like, oh, no, the crisis of the day. You know, I have sort of all this life in the undergrowth content that I really want to address, you know, my reference about like bugs and stuff, David Attenborough, but right, there's the um, World War Three, and then there's everything else that cannot get ignored about what's going on in our in our day to day and in our country and all that. And those are the topics that I really do um, want to emphasize here, even though feel like perhaps you know I might be like the elephant in the room <laughs> it's all going seriously downhill thanks to Washington DC but so what's up today we're going to talk about the World Health Organization let's just start there and I meant to talk about this um, a couple weeks ago and I really this this so touches on conspiracy theory, the conspiracy theorists in all of us, you feel a little nuts, right? And I also say Mama Bear Radio promises a little crazy. This makes you feel a little crazy. Ooh, the big, scary, big, bad World Health Organization, and they're planning to take away your medical freedoms. Well, they kind of really are. And it's not at the forefront of anyone's day-to-day, as we say, but this is a big stupid problem that everybody really needs to to pay attention to and address. And I just want to touch on this because there was a couple of things that happened the other month. So what is the World Health Organization? I may not need after the last few years. Nobody probably needs to know. You all have heard of them by now. Uh, but what have they, they've been sort of, a, you know, a shadow organization all these years connected to the United Nations, right? It's the, you know, they have guidance on public health and bringing, you know, African countries into the, you know, modern age of like clean water and eradicating mosquitoes or whatever they do. But they took an active participation and really seized the day with all this COVID stuff. And um, and then they're off and running. So specifically what I'm talking about is there's a set of amendments to the World Health Organization, I suppose their charter or whatever it is they've decided that they're good for. Um, in addition to they've got this international pandemic treaty and it's also convoluted, and I've had a hard time sorting it through here, but there are a number of amendments um, being put forth, hundreds 
and I did try to read them. I promise you I did. And it just is a mess. Um, some which have already been adopted will become legally binding on all the member nations of which we are one. Um, unless the nations specifically object and or get the heck out of the World Health Organization. Biden, I'm talking to you. So essentially, because the scandemic was such an exciting time, if you're a totalitarian dictator type and you have gravitated towards some sort of you know, organization where you feel like you can capture power for yourself and be in charge of everyone on the planet, Bill Gates, um, you are excited by the opportunity for future pandemics or future global crises that could come about that you could have a hand in. And that's just what the World Health Organization really wants to do. So um, without getting too much into the weeds as I said I did try to read some in fact I tried to read some of the member nations corrections and objections and comments on the amendments put forth and it really is just a lot of mystery speak shall we say but in in essence when the World Health Organization decides there's a global calamity they will be able to pull the trigger on any number of ways to control your personal freedoms and and supersede the autonomy of our nation and let me see if i can get to let's see here read actually what they're promising oh apply lessons learned from the covid 19 pandemic as we face multiple humanitarian and climate-related re- crises, threaten the lives and livelihoods. And I've got a, I'm always searching for the exact list here. But let's, let's just say the U.S. government, let's just say the executive branch perhaps, will probably do anything to go along with and sign us up for what the World Health Organi- Organization has planned, which is... Um, surveillance, right, at, at their designated moment of, oh, no, there's a crisis. It's surveillance of the United States citizens. It's vaccine passports. It is any number of um, invasion into our private lives. And I'm going to give myself one more minute to finish this up because I got to watch the clock. But it turns out this was last month in October. The House of Representatives cut the WHO funding through 2024, right? They're taking a little measured attempt at reining this in as we rush headlong into joining the rest of the member nations in giving away our sovereignty to the the WHO. Um, However, it's not enough. So this is out of the Defender, uh, quote, the U.S. House of Representatives in October voted to halt the World Health Organization funding for 23 and 2024, but critics call for exiting the WHO uh, to stop the um, the full governing body being endowed with power to, quote, override decisions made by sovereign nations regarding health measures. And the proposed amendments, I'm going to get these really quick just to give you a flavor, which will be voted on, I want to say it's next May of 24 by the World Health Organization, um, and that would 
some sort of cement these into their um, pandemic treaty. Changing the World Health Organization from an advisory organization to a governing body whose proclamations would be legally binding. That's in the amendments. Another one, removing language, preserving, quote, respect for dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms of people. <laughs> they want to get rid of that line. Um, another one, giving the WHO, quote, authority to require medical examinations, proof of prophylactic, sorry, prophylaxis, proof of vaccine, and to implement contact tracing, quarantine, and treatment. That is whenever and wherever they want. Okay, here's another one. Instituting, quote, a system of global health certificates in digital or paper format. Yep. And then also the amendments empower the WHO's emergency committee to, quote, override decisions made by sovereign nations regarding health measures. It goes on and on and on. So I just the sake of brevity here, encourage everyone to not drop the ball on this. There's been some dropping of some certain balls in the last several years or decades. But do what you can to read up on this. If you have such a relationship with your representative and you feel like they actually care about your opinion, this is something that will slip through the cracks. You know it. I know it. We all know Biden is all too at Biden, quote unquote, whatever the Biden entity is, the poor old demented man, um, will sign us on gleefully to this. And it will be uh, a little too late. So, a you know, snaps, we're going to give the House of Representatives snaps for cutting the funding. But that only is through 2024. That doesn't do us any good beyond that. And then they, well, we are still a member nation. I might add, you know, we, um, the United States, I think we superseded the amount that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation had given to the WHO um, last year. But regardless, it's neck and neck for who can pass as many billions of dollars as possible to this globalist power organization that can't wait uh, to put shots in your arms. All right, guys. So speaking of shots in arms, and um, I want to let everyone know, and this is a little last minute, but speaking of educating oneself about health and wellness and being a little bit more aware of what does medical sovereignty mean, not just taking big pharma's word for it, uh, tomorrow night in Monterey, there is an evening with Dr. Peter McCullough. This is put on the uh, by the Association of Monterey Bay Conservatives. And Peter McCullough, of course, is a cardiologist, a, uh, and I'm quoting here, world-renowned doctor. He's testified before the U.S. Senate, made many media appearances, speaking the truth about COVID and the vaccine. And he's coming to Monterey. So I'm guessing there's still time to buy tickets if you search Monterey Bay Conservatives. This is tomorrow night at 7 p.m. at the Oldemeyer Center. I'm guessing they are, you know, are still selling tickets. If that's something that appeals to you, there will be a crowd of like-minded people interested in hearing what uh, Dr. McCullough has to say. I did see the, uh, a couple weeks ago, I went to San Jose and I saw RFK Jr., 
in person. There was a um, medical freedom event up there, Dr. Asim Maholtra, who I'm a big fan of. And I want to leave you guys before we head off to our break here uh, with a with a quote. It was fascinating listen to doc, listening to Dr. Malholter talk. He's a cardiologist as well from Great Britain, and very, he's just so very clear headed. He has done a lot of work before COVID in encouraging people to take responsibility for their own health, reverse their heart disease, reverse diabetes with good nutrition, get off of big pharma. He's kind of been um, on that train for a long time uh, before it was fashionable, I I say. But, you know, he, he had a quote that I thought was um, very, very accurate. Trust the experts, quote unquote, he says, is the mantra of totalitarianism, right? It's not the mantra for a democracy or of science. And if that, if we didn't, if we didn't hear trust the experts and the science is settled a hundred thousand times, if we heard it once over the last few years, that's the absolute antithesis of freedom, democracy, which they, democracy, our democracy is threatened, or actual science. And Dr. Maholtra has a film coming out, First Do No Farm. Love the pun. And I'll talk more about that as it comes out. Okay. My, how the time flies. Um, I'm going to take a break here for a bit, and then we're going to get to my guests. Before we go anywhere, though, guys, my I mentioned my wonderful advertisers and sponsors of Mama Bears Radio. Armitage Wines, they're a family-owned business. They make the best estate-grown Pinot Noir in the Santa Cruz Mountains, one woman's opinion here. Um, but I do like my Pinot Noir. And you guys have to take a trip up to their winery in Scotts Valley. It's not that far up. It's a fantastic retreat for a Saturday afternoon. Go up and taste some wine. Bring a picnic. Get away. Forget about it all. Um, get to know the family of Armitage Wines. You can find them at armitagewines.com. And with that, let me get going on my commercials here. When I come back, we will get started on a few other awesome measures. This is Kristen Hurley, Mama Bears Radio, and I'll be back in just a minute. Mama Bears Radio, Radio. we'll be right back. If you're dreaming about that home or office remodel, but don't know where to start, call Lint Cabinetry. Chris Lint has the vision, craftsmanship, and connections to create and complete your project. From custom high-end kitchens to built-in entertainment centers, no job is too big or too small. Lint Cabinetry is a Marine Corps veteran-owned company which says it all about integrity and dependability. Get inspired for your home or office dreams at lintcabinetry.com, lintcabinetry.com. Hey wine lovers, Armitage Wines is a family-owned winery producing the best estate-grown Pinot Noir and more in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Take a short drive to visit us in Scotts Valley where we offer tastings on Saturdays and Sundays on the historic Heart of the Mountain Estate. Sip a flight of our wines while taking in majestic views of vineyards, redwoods, and Monterey Bay. Reservations are required. Visit armitagewines.com. That's armitagewines.com. 
Would you like a career in diminishing people's physical pain? American Institute of Medical Massage has a comprehensive program that delivers the highest academic standards, clinical training, and graduate support for your medical massage practice. Learn to alleviate pain naturally. Located on 41st Avenue in Capitola, it is also open to the public for affordable massages on Saturdays. Get started in healing at institutemedicalmassage.com. That's institutemedicalmassage.com. Business owners, do you want to build a successful business? Invest in your most valuable asset, your staff. Alliance Career Training Solutions solve your staff training needs. Employees need to be successful for you to be successful. At Alliance Career Training, we provide professional, hands-on training classes, including Excel, Word, business writing, Outlook, and sexual harassment as required by law. Ask about our custom classes for your team. Call 755-8200 or visit us at AllianceTrains.com. Welcome back to Mama Bears Radio. Kristen Hurley here. I'm about to bring on my guests here in just a minute, but I was mentioning last segment, Big Pharma and, of course, the World Health Organization, and they love shots and arms as much as possible. Uh, I came across this awesome new PSA from our friends in Big Pharma, and I thought you guys should hear it. Stand by. Did you hear? The CIA has just approved the Gardasil vaccine for boys two years old and up. Finally! What a relief to know I can protect my son in case Z wants to transition someday. Now choosing a new gender doesn't mean you have to live in fear of cervical cancer. Trans cervixes can get cancer too, you know. I'm going to virtue signal to all my friends and get my little Johnny a Gardasil shot. That way we'll be ready when Z comes home from school one day as Jennifer. Get the facts, get the facts. This is Dr. Anthony Lousy. We rushed this vaccine through the FBI to get shots in trans children's arms as fast as possible. Gardasil vaccines are now available at Starryx coffee shops, Groomers RS toy stores, and your local elementary school secret medical clinic. This is a public service message brought to you by the Safe and Effective Agency and the Fad Council. If you believe the rumors and lies, your immunity is left compromised. Do it for you, for your community. Help us reach that herd immunity. Get the facts, get the facts. Don't forget to wear your mask. Okay, I'm being silly here, but I can't help myself. These people, these people need to be made fun of. Okay, before we get to my guests, everyone, Lint Cabinetry is a supporter of Mama Bears Radio. Chris Lint is the most solid type of guy ever that you would want on your home woodworking project. He's a true craftsman. Faith, family, and service are at the heart of his life and business. As we say, Lint Cabinetry is a Marine Corps veteran-owned business. That's all you need to know. If you have a home project you're looking at, don't call 50,000 different contractors. Give Chris Lint a call and let him help you out anything in your home that needs redoing. Uh, you can find Chris at lintcabinetry.com. Okay, finally, 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 I've got my guests here. Now, hold on. 
I've got Joanne and Robin Suko. Now, which mic are you on, sir? Okay. Let's see if that works. Okay, I want to welcome my friend. So, um, th- you're no stranger to KSCO Radio, right? Right. We used to be on Hear It Now. Hear It. Okay, I was trying to remember the name of the show. Yeah, Hear hey, It Now. So you know what you're doing. Yeah. Joanne's just <laughs> like, I've got my papers, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Well, let me back up just a minute. So we have gotten to know one another through our local CRA chapter. What is that, you might ask? Uh, California Republican Assembly. And this is a newly formed group here in Santa Cruz. There's chapters kind of throughout our area at this point. And um, we get together once a month. It is an affiliate affiliated with the Republican Party, but we are our own club. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we get to focus on the things that we want to focus on. So I encourage anyone, reach out to me. I, I will talk more about the CRA in future shows. But uh, I got to know these two lovely people um, <laughs> because they teach what's called a biblical citizenship class. And I'm dying to take it. I know people that have gone through the course. I'm going to shut up now because <laughs> I'll let you guys take over. What on earth is biblical citizenship? That's, d- take it away, That's Joanne. Okay. We all want to, we all want to know what, what is our, our, our duty as citizens. And uh, we thank you, Kristen, Christina. Me. Kristen, Kristen, yeah, yeah, I'm, but I'll answer to anything that <laughs> like starts with a K. We are getting to know you too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Joanne, she's she's this is her passion. Um, so so I went to um, a Flashpoint event down in um, Arizona with some friends, and we heard Rick Green speak. He um, is one of the founders of the Patriot Academy, and with what's going on in our country, I just felt like, what can I do? And uh, I heard about biblical citizenship class. And so I sent away for the material and we had held our first class um, in January, I think last year. And since then, we're on our third class. Uh, We're finishing up our class number eight this Sunday from 1 to 3 at Convergence. And so what biblical citizenship class is, since the United States of America is a constitutional republic and founded on biblical principles, this study uh, is an eight-week course, video series, and we learn about the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, Um, Their aim is so that people will know the Constitution, learn the Constitution, and then defend the Constitution so that you can recognize when your rights are being violated and stand up for the Constitution. So um, this study was originally created for churches and Bible studies uh, because it's very, it's, our Constitution was written out of the Bible. Um, you learn so much in these classes. <laughs> I've learned so much about our country, the founding, the people who wrote the Declaration of Independence. 
So uh, the Declaration of Independence was written by Thomas Jefferson. And the Declaration of Independence says, and we know these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. They are endowed with by their creator with certain inalienable rights, which is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so... Um, that about covers it. And so they go into depth. They teach us about, um, step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer. He can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything. Now you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chompacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The Framers' formula for lasting freedom are five freedoms in the First Amendment. Yeah, Pardon. five. I thought there was... Oh, I, I would have counted... What do we got? Three? Well, see, one out of five Americans cannot see? name the five <laughs> freedoms have to take this course. <laughs> in the First Amendment. So freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, the right to peacefully assemble, and the right to petition the government for redress of grievances. Every single one of those has been trampled on the chopping block. Oh, yeah. They yeah. are indeed. And so uh, this class is basically um, to get people involved. What can I do as a citizen? What is my duty as a, a biblical citizenship? And the way the guys founded the um, Constitution is a lot of it comes from Leviticus. And Genesis and Leviticus, where God sets up government, self-government, First the family, then civil, and then the government. And so it, you learn so much. And then you can see how the branches of our governments, the three branches of government, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial, right? And you can see how far they have gone from what it was originally intended, that and so I complain, if you listen to this program, and or, you know, anyone with kids in schools, <clears throat> it's patently obvious that nobody's teaching any of this these days. But I admittedly, myself, just would be completely rusty on this. And I went to school a long time ago at this point. But still, had I not really started to self-educate over the last few years and taken responsibility for my own self to, you know, really be involved in question and wonder you may not have any of this at your fingertips, which is why I think so many people haven't had red flags thrown up <laughs> in their, you know, on their household wondering, you know, hey, wait a minute, they can't do that. Right. And, but why is it that they can't do that? And I don't think a lot of people can have that at the tip of their tongue. Well, right. that was the same kind of situation we found ourselves in is that, yes, we would vote, but we were losing such control over society and, and the direction of, of things. I mean, we can go through every issue that's, that's on, the, on the political uh, 
uh, horizon or even in mainstream. So um, I know that you you ask a, a little bit about what the Patriot Academy is, and, and they say, start out with a simple statement, and they say, our society lacks basic civil education and understanding of the values that made America uh, the <laughs> most successful nation in the world. Yes. Right. And, and granted, um, I'm a little older than you, and I, and, and I do remember getting uh, – uh, some you took civics, civics. <laughs> taught, which, which I know is is very lacking in today's school. You didn't have so, CRT in place of yeah. American government and civics. Yeah. So, so one of the things that they do, and, and uh, they offer a leadership conference or uh, a congress where where students of any age can go <laughs> and get immersed into the process of governing, of governance. Uh, the Patriot Academy uh, Congress provides hands-on uh, for a student-led political discussion of principles, of philosophy, and, and just being immersed in the process. And, and part of that process is to understand what goes on in the halls of Congress, which is uh, presenting issues, uh, questioning bills that are presented, uh, getting into the debate process of, of one position or, or current issues of, of voting on legislation and so forth. Um, and then kind of where we're at, and, and I think this would uh, speak to you too, is, is beginning to campaign for office in, in, as a candidate in, into the public. Uh, I think you as well as Joanne have both decided to represent the um, the district the, number two may or may not be on the yeah okay but but uh, <laughs> to represent the, the 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 Republican <laughs> Party through the uh, Republican Assembly to to be part of the steering committee in a sense of where the California Republican Party may go as far as changing its stands on one issue or another. So There's a lot of different levels. I think this is where everyone gets a little confused, gets the wires crossed, because if, breaking down the difference between the federal government and what its jurisdiction is, and uh, Joanne was saying, right, this, we have the three branches. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? That's enough in, in and of itself to understand how the different branches of government work and what they can and can't do. And then you have, and then you have states and state governments in the mix um right we are not a democracy democracy we are a republic right. and there you know there's <clears throat> so much to know about well what does the state get to do where does the state have jurisdiction and where does the federal government have jurisdiction each state is its own branches and sort of division of power that kind of a thing. And then there's local and each state does local government a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So there's, it, it's not difficult that the wires get really tangled <laughs> and it's a complex mess. And then of course there's the fourth branch of government, the administrative state. How on earth does that come into play? And that as we've found has so much, uh, to do with what, you know, our laws and we, what we can and can't do and all the regulatory right. stuff. This is, I'm just saying it is not, one cannot be blamed for not quite having this all pieced together, right. but we should. Right. 
So another thing the students then get to to learn, and uh, I don't think they're getting so much of this in in school and anymore. But but you learn how to be a public speaker. Hey, um, Toastmasters. How about that? <laughs> or just speech and debate in in the high school, or in, you know, I'm that was the one thing that saved me from my English classes. <laughs> was uh, I was terrible at it, and. Uh, my but English teacher said, I'm going to save you by putting you in the speech and debate class. <laughs> and and okay. so that was, that was helpful. So then you learn how to, to, to interact with other professionals and you begin to discern truth. And, and you can identify what good legislation is. Uh, that's the other thing. And then the, the, the students really then are able to get a, a the vision of America that our founding fathers had, and that's what the biblical citizenship does, the proper role of God's purposes for government. Um, and like Joanne said, we're founded on, on biblical principles. Um, and then, um, you know, a, a better understanding of the Constitution from, from the past perspective uh, and in the present, and then what that's going to mean for the future. Um, the principles of limited uh, government as well. So there, there's a lot going on. Um, the students will hear a biblical worldview on items like the sanctity of life, uh, of what uh, traditional and, and natural marriage is, uh, our Second Amendment rights, uh, the fallacy of division of church and state, what, what church and and the state and the relationship is supposed to be, uh, of course, freedom of speech, uh, freedom of property rights, um, what federalism is compared to uh, a, a straight democracy. Uh, democracy, of course, is is going to be influenced by by the largest populations. Uh, compared, that's that's why we have a federalist form of government. So. Um, so we begin to learn, or in our case, relearn the, uh, how to a analyze contemporary issues um, with the lens of the Founding Fathers. And, and we spend a lot of time in doing that as well. Um, our Constitution is the oldest functioning form of Constitution, a democracy, a Republican democracy. Um, and, and it and, and even the founder said that if, if righteous and religious people are not, and moral people are not in control, uh, if they're not being elected, if they're not being represented in, in our government, this form of government will not stand. And we and are teetering we are on the edge on that one. That's yeah. where we are today. Well, yeah, let's, well, there's so much to get into with all of that, mm -hmm. but... <laughs> well, go ahead. I was okay. about to launch I was into gonna... a big, a deep question. Okay. But Joanne, yeah, what were you going to say? I was going to say that um, people think that we are three co-equal branches of government, and that's not how it was set up. We have the presidency, the judiciary, and the um, <clears throat> legislative. legislative. Yep. Right now, which one is the most important? Which is the most powerful? legislative very good because yes. it's closest to the people yes 
Now, the president, his main job is to enforce the laws that Congress passes. So we see this not happening all the time. Our president is not enforcing the laws, which he should be. My husband used to say that all the time. Is like, it doesn't matter who the president is. It shouldn't matter. He's just, he's occupying, he's doing a job to execute the laws and and make sure everything's efficient as if, you know, it was more like a company. There didn't used to necessarily be things like executive orders. um, And the president's not supposed to have power. That was the whole principle behind uh, the, you know, our founding fathers who left England with yeah. the, with the well, king. They have had executive uh, authority for presidents to do that, but he could only pass an executive order if the Congress had already passed the law. So it had to be in association with a law that was already currently on the hmm. books. So he can't just make new stuff up. Like I was wondering, how can he give uh, just a billion dollars to Iran? I'm like, he doesn't spend the money. That's that's the Congress. <laughs> that was so 20 years ago when anybody <laughs> <laughs> paid attention to that pesky little law. I know. And then the judiciary is supposed to just settle disputes. And they are really more powerful, I think, than they should be in our current uh, state. And so uh, we learn about all these things. We also, another big contention is separation of church and state. I was going to ask about that because everyone says that as if it's, yeah. And it's not in the Constitution. And it's not in the Constitution. And and I think that, you know, saying something like, well, biblical citizenship class could be very off-putting if you're like, hey, wait a minute, you're supposed to keep church and state separated. But it, it is so integrated, A, Um, And if you think that the Constitution says that, then you definitely need to take a class on it in the first place. Yeah, go ahead and talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, the Constitution does not mention separation of church and state. It says we have freedom of religion, not freedom from religion. And so uh, people are allowed to have any religion practice and uh, go to church it's free freedom of religion so i think what they get confused is thomas jefferson wrote a letter to one of uh uh, it was a pastor or a bishop in um boston yep and that's where they're confusing the separation of church and state so So we know we, we know that when uh the colonies were founded that that in, especially in regards to the pilgrims, that, that they were separatist. They, they wanted to separate from the king of England being the head of the church. So, so to be a believer, you had to go through the king to get to God, in essence, is, is the way that religion was, that, that it was illegal to believe in any other form of religion other than what the king the had, state had sanctioned. put forth. Church, so, yes. So the pilgrims wanted to then separate from this and bring God's laws into focus as opposed to man's laws. And so there was a question from one of the bishops in, in Massachusetts that, that wanted some clarity uh, about the formation of, of strong religions. 
and 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 he Jefferson then said there needs to be a wall uh, to to keep religion from becoming a state religion. There's that separation of church yes, and state. And, and so from that Quote. statement, mm -hmm. contemporary, we are now, well, no, I can have my religious beliefs at home or at church, but I can't take them anywhere else. Right. And so, oh, so but wait a minute. <laughs> it has to be the right religion. So you may and be then, talking about one of the pesky religions <laughs> as opposed to, say, you know, transgender well, flags flying in public schools. Well, well and, even the most secular of, of our founders, which was Jefferson and Franklin, uh, they both realized that the Christian God the God of creation was the the focus, and they they were even praying men, and they even conducted business in in churches and with prayer. And forever, uh, Congress was open with prayer. Um, so it, it's it's a stretch to make the argument of being separate. Right. It's it's convenient. Now, I think, even though fairly hypocritical, as I was saying, you know, we live in a world of all sorts of religions and cults um, that the government embraces. Oh, say climate change. Oh, say, yep. you know, there's 15 different ones right. um, where you're freely allowed to worship. And if you don't fall in line and and worship publicly, ooh, look out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to digress. I, I have, if we get a minute, I have an, uh, an amazing little segment actually from Lincoln um, in one of his speeches um, from, let's see, 1858. And I will, uh, I won't take up time with that unless we decide. Go for it. <laughs> we, we want it because it's so precious. And, you know, a, a minute ago, Joanne, you're, you know, quoting from what seems sounds to my ears like poetry all men are created equal in doubt by their creator mm -hmm. the language of the um preamble to the constitution the declaration of independence and these documents um had such a um vision such a deeper understanding i think about life and humanity and all that I think we've reduced ourselves to such superficial superficial you know, social media soundbite types and uh, it, it's beautiful here to hear the English language used in such a way that I think really allows you just to step back and reflect and think about well you know where what does it mean that our freedoms come from God and not from government? Which I think is a huge leap for people these days to make that switch. I took a, a this was way back early in this pandemic, took a common law class with a number of other people. And it is, it's a flipping of the switch of, wait a minute, wait a minute. I am a free sovereign person under God having nothing to do with the government, right? The government doesn't give me my freedoms. The government protects my freedoms right. <laughs> from other people um, and that kind of thinking. Um, all right, I'm just, I'm going to read for a minute here. This is, this is Abraham Lincoln, Lewistown, Illinois. We hold these truths to be self-evident, and he's speaking, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain and unalienable rights 
and that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This was there, and he's saying the founders, majestic interpretation of the economy of the universe. This was their lofty and wise and noble understanding of the justice of the creator to his creatures. Yes, gentlemen, to all his creatures, to the whole great family of men. In their enlightened belief, Nothing stamped with the divine image and likeness was sent into the world to be trodden on and degraded and imbruted by its fellows. They grasped, he's speaking about the founders, they grasped not only the whole race of man then living, but they reached forward and seized upon the farthest posterity. They erected a beacon to guide their children and their children's children and the countless myriads who should inhabit the earth in other ages. Wise statesmen as they were, they knew the tendency of prosperity to breed tyrants. And so they established these great self-evident truths that when in the distant future some man, some faction, some interest should set up the doctrine that none but rich men or none but white men were entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, their posterity might look up again to the Declaration of Independence and take courage to renew the battle which their fathers began, so that truth and justice and mercy and all the humane and Christian virtues might not be extinguished from the land, so that no man would hereafter dare to limit and circumscribe the greatest principles on which the Temple of Liberty was being built. And I, you know, <clears throat> could we say, <laughs> oh, and what's the distant future? Some man, some faction, some interest, some Dr. Fauci should set up a doctrine that, you know, none but blank, 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 right, to start to separate out the haves and the have-nots or the, you know, you're, you're in the good crowd, but you're in the bad crowd. They, the founders understood the propensity of us evil, uh, yeah, <laughs> of slowly humans yeah, to humans. make a mess for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's so fantastic that we get an opportunity to come back to those truths and come back to the um, the theory that guided them um, and the inspiration. And, and amazingly, the um, the country had being 13 different colonies and very different, each one of them, uh, especially f from the south in Georgia to, to the north in, in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, through New York and Pennsylvania and, and the whole territories that were, were the colonies. They, they were all so sorted and different that history, history says that, that the United States had a, had a great awakening uh, there was a strong Christian movement. And, and what that did was united the people of those 13 colonies under one principle, that, that God was the creator and that we were endowed. And, uh, and, and that was able to be the one thing that allowed us with all our differences to form a constitution which in the long run allowed things to change because part of them were slave states and part of them were free. Now, how were they going to agree on a constitution other than, than God moving miraculously in the attitudes of joining us together and, and leaving a, a, an opportunity for things to change as they needed to, which was then the elimination of, of slavery through the emancipation 
proclamation and and back to uh, Lincoln, of course. And, right. And all of well, that. how do we so for those today where there's a much greater population of this country that do not attend church, they would say, oh, I'm atheist or I subscribe to some other type of faith, maybe, or maybe they're just completely um, they, they don't have any sort of faith or belief in as part of their their day-to-day whatever Mm -hmm. and they take um offense maybe at saying well the country has founded christian values that sort of thing how do we respond to someone like that that doesn't have the basis of understanding of the principles that the founders you know endowed our country with well i think that's the struggle for patriots and and christian both is is that where do we have any commonality uh, and, and if and if I don't have belief in creation, that, then I have no morality. I have nothing to base my moral on. And and yeah, that's a that's a tough situation. Uh, you look at worldwide, and, and you know, obviously our our, our communist uh, uh, foes uh, they they renounce any uh, idea that that there's a god, let alone a creator. Right. It, it's. Um we're going further and further away, which is why I always say we need a re- actual revival. Right. And I say that kind of tongue, not tongue in cheek, you know, with respect to my radio show, but on a very deeper level, a revival of understanding, a revival of faith, because it, it's um, without it, it, it's hard to, uh, and I think this is part of why we see all these college kids in the streets barking about stuff that they have no idea what they're right. talking about. There is they don't absolute, have a deeper, deeper connection. There is an absolute truth, right? There is right and wrong, good and evil. And so we look at the truths that are evident on how our country was founded. You know, God, there is a one true God. Um, and morality and to be kind and nice to one another. Um, those are all truths that we need to get back to, you know? So in the couple of minutes we have left here, um, <clears throat> to reiterate, so Robin and Joanne are local folks <laughs> um, running a course called Biblical Citizenship. Periodically, you guys are going to start again in January. Um, it's open for anybody who wants to come and join. It's based off of, it, it is a course um, put on by something called Patriot Academy. You can look that at patriotacademy.com. Find out more about the course. In fact, I had a little clip I was going to play. We don't have enough time. What does being biblical citizens mean? Requires a knowledge of biblical principles, how to apply them in government, and the founding of our our, our country okay. is so critical today for um in in our fight for survival to preserve what they built so um how do people get a hold of you guys um uh they can email us at robinjoanne at comcast.net r-o-b-i-n-j-o-a-n-n-e yep at comcast.net or they can call us at 831-689-9729 for more information um, and or email mama bears radio at gmail and, and, you'll, get, and you'll get in touch with us <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, um, I appreciate your time today as I complain constantly now as my refrain an hour is too short for my show. I will soon be at two hours. Okay. Trust me, people, I'm going to make it happen. Um, but, you know, we will revisit this. As I said earlier, we are all, we meaning the Mama Bear's audience, will be taking this course together. I plan on joining you guys in January and then sharing some tidbits and um, some of the lessons with the audience as we go here. Um, before we go... I, I do need to thank my last sponsor here, um, American Institute of Medical Massage, helps to bring you Mama Bear's Radio. They're right here in Capitola. You train to alleviate pain, right? Train to be a medical massage therapist. Learn to treat over 56 different ailments and injuries. Launch a career in sports medicine, um, etc. So you can find them online, institutemedicalmassage.com. And we are going to wrap up here. Any last 10 seconds worth of anything? Uh, the classes are free. There's no charge oh, that's for the a, class. That's good to know. We yeah. do take a love offering to keep the lights on, et cetera. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect.